Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. Mary Meat. This episode, we are talking color magic. This particular tool in magic uses color to inspire and reinforce your intent. When you think of color, perhaps it's sunsets and wildflowers, perhaps it's printed pigment or the color of a spice or herb. Maybe it's your favorite outfit or the color of your walls, the color of your favorite person's eyes. No matter what, color surrounds us and helps to shape our perception of the world. 
Over time, we as humans build and attribute cultural and personal significance to different colors. These significances change and shift with time. I mean, even recalling historically when girls were associated with the color blue and boys with the color pink, a cultural shift that switched to girls liking pink and boys blue, and that now again goes through a change as we embrace gender fluidity as a culture. Boys and girls can now enjoy either color. Thank goodness. We often ask new friends what their favorite color is, what color they find most appealing to their eye. We wear clothing and decorate our spaces with colors that we enjoy, that inspire us, that make our hearts beat in that particular way. We hold traditions about what color is worn and when, brides in white wedding gowns or wearing all black for funerals. The color red, perhaps the most widely used color, represents so many different things in so many cultures, from military power to royalty to passion and sexuality to the church to the color of blood and fire. It is clear that the use of color red has highly different connotations based on context and culture, and this is true of every color. Color plays a large role in how we interpret our world. From what we see around us in nature to the items we create, color is infused everywhere. But it isn't just a beautiful visual. It can also hold deep cultural and spiritual significance, one that changes based on your personal experience. For this reason, color magic is highly personal and should be shaped according to your own influences. A quick accessibility note. Color is subjective. Not everyone sees the same color spectrum or the same parts of the spectrum. Some people interpret color through scent, a sensation known as synesthesia. Some people are red-green colorblind or others are fully colorblind. Color is subjective and completely not necessary in manifesting your intent. It is a tool, like many others, to help you manifest and focus your energy. All you ever need is you. You are enough. If you decide to use color magic as a tool, it can be applied through wardrobe and space selections or by incorporating it with another tool such as candle or knot magic. Color magic is a versatile tool, one of my favorite and perhaps easiest ways to begin shaping my own spells. But let me be so very clear here, there is no wrong way to interpret color or how it links to your intent or inspiration. Color magic is a highly personal practice. For that reason, this practical guide is recommended in two parts. The learning part, which is in this episode, and then a guided color meditation, which you will find in a different episode. This meditation is to help you dig into your personal interpretation of color. Feel free to do the guided meditation first if you want to avoid outside influence in creating your color associations. I will recommend a good time in this episode to pause and jump to that meditation. But first, let's get into the history of color and witchcraft. Let's take a moment to reflect on the history of symbolic and ritual color. Having always played a part in ritual, color and its role in society would have varied greatly depending on your time period and culture to which you belonged. This is especially true in historic times when pigment and dye were found majorly in natural surroundings, meaning that if you didn't live in a place that grew purple flowers, you might live a lifetime not seeing that color. 
dyes and pigments were often rare and costly. Thus many pagans, a term commonly used to refer to the peasant classes in Western Europe, wouldn't have had the means to necessarily incorporate color magic specifically. It may have been used, but most likely it would have had a deeper tie to the local herbs and flowers available at the time. Even spices and gems might not have necessarily been incorporated, but a basic river or generic earth stone definitely would have. It's all about what was available, and reiterates that you never really need anything but yourself. And a little bit of nature never hurts. While there doesn't seem to be much published on the history of color magic, the rise likely came with the popularity of Wicca, which began in the 1950s and continues with what many dub the New Age Wicca of today. The rise of New Age spiritualism and the concept of the human electromagnetic field, or aura, and the incorporation of the tantric chakra concept became heavily tied into the color spectrum, associating vibrations of the personal magnetic field with our visible color spectrum, the rainbow. In current times, color representation is used throughout a variety of practices, both witchcraft and not. Each time, color represents something unique and significant for that culture. All right, witches, this is the time to grab that pen and paper or to pause this episode and check out the guided meditation if you want to start from a clean slate. Let's be clear, though. There is no real clean slate. We already all have preconceived notions about what each of these colors represent. Unless you are a newborn or lived in isolation, the culture you are surrounded by will have already imprinted its color associations on you. If you are part of an Americanized culture, you may find that you already agree with or are drawn to the colors in the way described below. You may also notice that the attributes feel widely varied. That's because this is about how the color makes you feel. If you find you disagree with what is listed below or just don't feel that same way, please do what works for you and your cultural beliefs. Reiterating this one more time. When working with color magic, you want the color to invoke a particular feeling or sensation for you. This is about how the color works specifically for you. It should act as a reminder for your intent, so the colors you use will vary from spell to spell. All right, let's get started. Red is associated with action, leadership, assertive, independence, passion, sexy, invigorate, motivate, blood, danger, the element of fire. Orange might inspire passion, creativity, opportunities, break blocks, happiness, luxury. Yellow is associated with energizing, confidence, trust, Rich, wealthy, loving, life, truth, self-esteem, bright, happy, travel, the element of air. Green brings renewal, healing, fertility, enrich, money, creative, calm, inspired, loving, compassionate, new beginnings, youth, the element of earth. 
Blue is associated with terms like elevating, tranquil, align, truth, intelligence, wisdom, loyalty, meditation, peace, the element of water. Indigo, or a dark blue, suggests spiritual guidance, meditation, combat depression, depth, and the element of water. Violet, or purple, might inspire thoughts of intelligence, government, justice, forgiveness, the occult, hidden aspects, royalty, divine, psychic, the element of spirit. Black, or the absence of color, is associated with banishing, binding, negating, transformation, power, mysterious, protection, safety, scrying, and the cycle of death. White, or the combination of all color, often tied to terms like serene, pure, positive, calm, illumination, cycle of life, neutral. Silver may represent the lunar or moon, spiritual connection, fast money, astral travel, meditation, peace, dreams, psychic work, the element of spirit. Gold could suggest solar or sun, material gain, riches, wealth, and the element of spirit. Copper brings the intent of business success, passion, money, fertility, career. Lavender brings in thoughts of peace, serenity, dreams, knowledge, intuition, and spirit. Pink is associated with love, friendship, harmony, partnership, protection of children, domestic harmony. Light blue might inspire healing, tranquility, peace, and protection. Brown we often find as grounding, solidifying, strength, comfort, security, support, friendship, nature. And last, gray can be seen to neutralize, stabilize, reliability, solid, loneliness, glamour, and stone. It's so very important that we credit our learning resources. Sources for this episode include Encyclopedia of Wicca and Witchcraft by Raven Grimasi, The Inner Witch by Gabriella Herstic, The Ultimate Book of Shadows for the New Generation, A Solitary Witch by Silver Ravenwolf, and an article about color magic from themagicalcat.com. And of course, my 20 plus years of random experience. Pragmatic pause. Color magic is about how a color elicits a response in you. Color itself holds absolutely no magical properties. What a color is, though, is a great example of visual energy. Let's listen to more. A few bits of science here. First, 
When we are talking color, it's important to know that color in the form of light and the color in the form of pigment like paint behave very differently. When we are talking about all the colors together forming white, we are talking about light, not pigment or paint. You'll notice if you mix all the colors together in paint, you don't get a white paint. Different rules apply for each medium. Definitely check it out. In fact, theater is a great example of times when the two types of mediums interact, often on purpose to create particular effects. The lighting designer and the set designer will work together so that the light color and the pigment color actually can cancel each other out. It's really interesting. Take a look at that science. Now, on to how color and energy are related. Energy exists and travels in many different forms, from sound waves to light waves, and today let's talk about how color, as light, travels through energy. Our visible color spectrum, or as we commonly know it, the rainbow or Roy G. Biv, exists as white light wavelengths that are absorbed and or reflected back to us as color. Additionally, past the visible color spectrum, there are wavelengths that are also exist on this spectrum known as the electromagnetic spectrum. And these wavelengths you can't see, but they can be recognized and recorded through the use of specialized technology. Think ultraviolet or UV, infrared, x-rays, microwaves, gamma rays, and radio waves. These wavelengths surround us in the form of little packets of energy particles that are consistently moving in a wave-like pattern. How often we see the wave and how big the wave is determines where it falls on that electromagnetic spectrum. The human eye sees only a very, very, very small sliver of that spectrum, somewhere in the middle, and this is the visible light section that's made up of that white light that can be broken into our colors through reflection and absorption. Okay, so hold on tight. We are going down the science rabbit hole for a moment. I mentioned above that packets of energy consistently surround us and move in waves. Well, when those packets of energy encounter an atom, they change the way the atom behaves by changing the interaction of the electrons. When energy is added in the form of these particle packets, electrons change position and in doing so release a form of electromagnetic radiation called a photon. This photon is essentially another packet of energy that will hit another atom where it might be reflected or perhaps this time the energy will be absorbed, changing the internal makeup of the atom. Rewind and re-listen to that part again. When you are releasing your energy filled with intent, you are sending those energy packets into the world, forcing atoms to either reflect or absorb your intent. That is the science of witchcraft. Have a topic you want to learn more about or a request for a spell? Please let me know. Your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast. You can find me on Instagram at The Pragmatic Pagan, on Twitter at Pagan Pragmatic, or on Facebook at A Pragmatic Pagan. If you follow me on Anchor Podcasts, you can even send me an audio question that may be played. Check it out. Would love to hear from you. <music>